Glory to Jesus Christ. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Between the leave taking of Pascha and Pentecost, we are bereft of the beginning prayer in our daily prayers, in the hours, even at the liturgy, it shifts over uh, silently with the priest does. We're used to throughout the year doing O Heavenly King, the introductory prayer to our personal prayers, the beginning of the Chrysogonian prayers. When Pascha comes around, we then insert, take away O Heavenly King, and then have the Traparium for Pascha. Christ is risen from the dead, trampling on death by death, and upon us in the tombs, bestowing life. But when ascension comes and the leave taking Pascha, kind of giving back or basically saying goodbye to Pascha, we suddenly have nothing in its place, and there's kind of an absence there. The ascension is noting for us an element of absence, but it's not an absence where his presence is not with us, but it's an absence that is actually uh, for our salvation. For, as we see in the end of the Gospel of John, when they're trying to hold on to him, he says, you know, let go of me, for I have to keep moving, I have to finish the work. The ascension that is for us an incredibly important part of our salvation, where Jesus Christ, as we heard in all the hymnody, again, we get in this time of the ascension, we get to revel in the angels' eyes, eyes, as it were, uh, getting a little wider, bigger, as they see our Lord entering into heaven with human flesh, purified, sanctified, resurrected. And so we have Jesus Christ seated at the right hand of God the Father. In the liturgy, we have uh, at the intro, the entrance verse that the deacon for the Feast of, uh, of the Ascension, he, and we then sing this a lot, uh, he proclaims, God has gone up with a shout of the voice. God has gone up with a shout, the voice of a trumpet, or the sound of a trumpet, which is a psalm verse. And it's from Psalm 46, which is uh, taken from the very middle of it. And I'll just read the first few verses of Psalm 46. God ascended with a shout, the Lord, the sound of the trumpet, Sing praises to God, sing praises, sing praises to our King, sing praises. For God is King of all the earth, sing praises with understanding. God reigns over the nations. God sits on his holy throne. The rulers of the people gather together with the God of Abraham. For God's mighty ones of the earth are greatly exalted. The Psalter, as we've heard this evening, is a steady companion of the church. We hear it plenty, plenty in the hours, as we have the ninth hour before Vespers. We have an introductory psalm, Psalm 103. Then we even have, we don't even actually do the full Ephisma, or we would, I wouldn't be preaching right now. We'd be here for at least another 10 or 15 minutes, because we would have read even more psalmody at the beginning of Vespers. The psalms in the early church, they find 
Christ throughout it. So you can imagine when they read Psalm 46, they said, I know what this psalm is about. God has gone up with a shout. With the sound of the trumpet, he has gone up into the heavens. We have also at this time, we're waiting for the power to come from on high. The power of the Holy Spirit. And this absence, this kind of in-between time that the church gives us, is to look forward to what our Lord, as he tells the disciples, that they are to go to Jerusalem and to wait. And the Gospel tells us they do it with great joy, because before, sorrow was all they knew. Then they know him resurrected, but then that's kind of this in-between state where he's traveling with them, where he's with them. And now he's telling them the rest of the plan, because the plan is he must ascend to his Father, and he must send the Holy Spirit. And so we have, uh, with the icons that we have out, with the icon of the Ascension, and then this past Sunday we had the commemoration of the Fathers of the First Ecumenical Council. Uh, I talked about a little bit on Sunday morning some of the parallels that we see between these icons and then also the icon of Pentecost. Because we have, with the clothing of the apostles with the power of the Holy Spirit, we have the completion as then when Peter stands up and he does his sermon at Pentecost, teaching them about what the entire uh, life, death, burial, resurrection, and ascension to sitting at the right hand of God the Father, this is in the Pentecost sermon, uh, that it is the key to Israel's story. It is the fulfillment of the Messiah, for Christ is the Messiah. And then we have this clothing with the fire, with the authority, with the power of the Holy Spirit in the presence of the church, we have this then going on throughout the book of Acts, where now the church, uh, as we will see as we go out from Pentecost, with the Sundays that follow Pentecost, with all saints, all saints of North America, we will see what it means for the church to be empowered with the Holy Spirit. We also see, pretty shortly, uh, this year the Apostles' Fast for us on the New Calendars, a single day, uh, but that the Apostles' Feast, Peter and Paul, uh, our diocese, as we just, uh, in the litany, underlined and prayed for Father Gerasim, our friend Gerasim, uh, to receive the laying on of hands of, uh, I don't know how many bishops are going to be there, but you have to have more than one bishop, uh, two or three bishops at least, uh, to be able to lay hands upon him and to call down the grace of the Holy Spirit, to continue what we see uh, exemplified, especially for us in the icon of the Fathers of the First Ecumenical Council, that the bishops of the church have a particular um, grace and office that is given to them, uh, great responsibility as they wear the omophorium, the sign of their office, uh, that is the weight of all of us upon their shoulders, uh, that it is something that is in complete continuity with what happened at Pentecost and then what happened throughout the early church. That God reigning in heaven gives the, gives the Holy Spirit to his disciples, to his apostles, to his followers, 
that, as the Gospel of John says, and I still, uh, a, a very strong word, that we are to do greater things than he has done. And what do you mean by that? He means that he has empowered and given us all the responsibility of continuing the spread of the church, the continuing, as he says in the Gospel of Matthew, to baptize in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and to teach all people all the things that he's taught, the disciple, to baptize, to teach, to continue in the doctrine, the fellowship, the breaking of bread, as they did in Acts 2. So may God give us the eyes to be able to see the coming of the Holy Spirit upon all of us, to understand the absence of our Lord in our midst bodily in the way that he was with his disciples and apostles, so that he can be with all of us at any time to call upon him and to be a powerful spirit that resides within us as we will in just a few short days return to praying the O Heavenly King, to calling down the final Holy Spirit, to remembering what it is for us to have the gift of the Holy Spirit sent to us from our Lord God and Savior Jesus Christ as he proceeds from the Father. Amen.